Yeah. <laughs> 
Father is rejoicing. The angels are rejoicing. Jesus is in heaven rejoicing. You know, we just give God all the glory. We give God all the praise for that. But, you know, people would trust us enough, and the, the men and women on the platform, come on from time to time, they would trust us enough to share, you know, their heart, to allow us to bring them into some truth and some knowledge of the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus said that his kingdom is at hand. He said, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. A lot of times growing up in what we could call denominationalism or religion, organized church, we, we hear the word repent and it's kind of puts a bad face in our mouth. But you know, what, what that means is turn from your ways. Turn from the ways of the world, the system of the world. Turn and go the ways of the kingdom, the ways of God. Or just going another way, you know. We talk about Adam and Eve in the garden. If we go back to Genesis and we look at, you know, the creation of man and God shared his heart with Adam and Eve and said to them, you can eat of any tree of the garden. Any tree in the garden, you can freely eat it. But this tree, God is good and evil, do not eat it, don't touch it. A protective truth. Well, here comes the serpent, and he began to share some of the words of God. He began to rehearse with Eve, and then he began to change them just a little bit. And she began to rehearse these other words, this other voice, these other instructions. Eve began to rehearse these things in her mind ponder them, and then eventually she carried them out. So to her husband Adam, and they carried out these plans. You know, the devil, the serpent, the enemy, whatever you want to call him, uses the same tricks, the same devices, the same schemes that he did back then. See, God comes in, and if you're a daughter or a son of God, he might say, Thou art my son. Uh, my child, and him I'm well pleased. And the enemy comes in and he says, well, are you really God? Are you really saved? Are you really, is there really a God? And this other voice comes in and begins to try to discredit the truth of the word of God. You know, God's truth is going forth throughout the earth. The Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What that means is, just like when God said, let there be light, and he spoke, and there was a creative force, a creative power that went into darkness, and all of a sudden light was created. He created something from nothing based on the power of his focus, word. Now the Proverbs tell us that there's power of life and death in the tongue. And that whenever we speak, we eat the fruit of our words. 
judge thinking, as Jesus said, by the words of our mouth. What we need to realize is when we speak, when we believe in our hearts something and we confess it with our mouth, all of a sudden there's a creative force that goes into the earth, into time, into space, into eternity. And it begins to produce, it begins to create, it begins to shift and change things. And see, I'd like to say, and I'd love to say that every time we speak, it begins to shift and change things for God's glory and for God's goodness and, and builds the kingdom. But the truth of it is, the word clearly says that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. Jesus said, you can speak blessings or cursings. The book of James talks about blessings or cursings coming out of our mouth and compares it to a runner of a ship or a, a flowing birth, two strings. He says, a double-minded man, in James 1.8, is unstable in all his ways, but that man thinks that he not receive anything from the Lord. But see, when we ask God, we have to ask his faith. Not wavering, not doubting, but believing in our heart. What, what are we believing? His word. Jesus said, my words are life. Our words are spirit. They're truth. The word of God tells us that his word is clear, giving insight to life. So if you want to correct your focus, if you want to correct your vision, if you don't see things properly, I don't see things properly, the best way to correct that or change that is to allow his word to transform us, change us. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And how are we transformed? Meditating on his word. Meditating. Lord, I hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable on your side. What does that mean? But Jesus had set no evil thing before your eyes. Why do you say that? What you meditate on, what you look upon, what you focus on, eventually begins to get in your heart. Whatever you begin to hear, see the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God that produces faith. Well, the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of faith, which is believing and trusting and relying on God, the opposite of faith would be doubting and reasoning. Doubting and reasoning and listening to other voices. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger will they not follow. Jesus said, The voice of a stranger they will not follow. Think about that. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. 
Well, why would they follow the stranger's voice? That that means there's other voices, there's other words, there's other ideas, there's other plans, other kingdoms competing with the voice of God, with the plan of God, with the kingdom of God. See, there's a kingdom of light, there's a kingdom of darkness. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of his death, to see the Lord, many of the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord directs. His way. What does that mean? That means, just like the Lord says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my words are not your words, but they're so much higher, they're so much better. That's why God calls us to meditate on His word. Why? So it'll get into our hearts. Well, what's the purpose of that? The word of God says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whenever you fill your heart with God's word, then whenever you speak, you'll begin to declare the plans and purposes of God. You'll begin to declare the glory of God. You'll begin to declare things that are in alignment, that are in agreement with God's word. Do you know? It's a real simple deal. And the deal is this. God wants us to not live by bread alone. Sure, he's a provider. Yes, he he takes care of us. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Now, does this mean never eat or drink or you don't have clothes? You don't wear that clothes? No. Not what it means. Don't need to worry about your basic needs. When it comes time to having your basic needs met, God will take care of those things. I will say this. If you made plans and you didn't check with God, if you made commitments and you did not speak the Lord about it, if you, you know, vowed to do some things that were in over your head, and you're not able to do that, then, you know, that's not a good thing. What will be it to you? Because God always wants us to try to make good on our words, make good on our agreements, do what we say, say what we do. You know, God says, hey, I exalt my words above myself. I, in other words, God says, I'm only as good as my word is good. I, I'm only as good as I can make good on my word. God says, I'm not flat concerning my promises. He says, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to come through, I'm going to follow through, then I'm going to make good on what I say. If you're believing the Lord, if you're believing for God to fulfill some promises in your life, to do some things that you've been waiting on Him to do for a while, then you can trust that even if You can trust that even if you're in a process or a season of waiting, God's doing that to build character. God's doing that to build patience. God's doing that. Why? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen you. Don't be weary in well-doing, but if you think not, you will reap a harvest in this season. 
These are the words of the Lord. These are the words of the Father speaking to every child of God, speaking to every hungry heart. You know, we're kind of switching up the format a little bit tonight because my heart's been full, and for a few days we've had a, a lot of different people share their hearts. I just had to share what I believe the, the Father is speaking tonight. So whatever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, listen, you can trace most of the problems in your life to one thing. Did you hearken to the voice of the Lord? Did you hear God first and foremost, or did you understand his word? Number one, and did you do what he says? Did you obey him? Did you honor him? Did you follow his instructions? That's number two. I know in my life, I know in my marriage, I know in my ministry, I know in my business, I know in my relationships, everything I've got going on in my life, I can look at two things. If there's a problem in any of those areas, I can look to two Two things. First of all, did I hear God's word about this person or this business situation or this decision I made with ministry or or whatever it was or the way I handled a relationship or a friendship in the kingdom or a family situation? Did I listen for God's instructions? And number two, whenever I heard or if I did hear the instruction of the Lord, did I follow it? Did I obey it? Did I do it? Did I carry it out? And most of the time in my life when I did not obey God's instructions, I did not obey the voice of the Lord. It caused a lot of problems. Sometimes those problems, you you read that harvest for a long time and it follows you throughout your life. That's why we've got to continue to sow seeds of faith and seeds of honor and seeds of prayer and begin to turn our ear to heaven and listen for the voice of our Father speaking, listen to what the Word of God is instructing us to do in the in the Word from Genesis all the way to Revelation, all the way to the New Testament. I'm just taking a bit of these and other than and fit it to uh, work our plan and use it to work our kingdom and build our kingdom. Because God will let every kingdom fall, no matter how religious it was. God will let every castle that's built by sand get washed over by the waves of circumstance and get washed over by the waves of mediocrity and get washed over by the waves that want to take down selfishness and pride and falsehood and self-serving and religion. Because the only thing that will stand is the solid rock, Jesus Christ. And everything that's built on Jesus is built on that foundation. God says that this is a solid rock, and the winds and the waves beat. And the winds and the waves come, the circumstances of the trials and the fires come. Truth will stand. Truth will stand. Truth. Jesus is truth. He says, I am the truth. I am the way. And if you want his way, it's not your way. Your way is not right. It's going to end in death. It's going to end in heartache. It'll end in destruction. But his way, 
The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he has no sorrow to it. That's what's wrong with the world they're seeking, and running after riches, running after things. But they're selling out. They're selling out their souls for just a little bit of pleasure that actually has nothing. When God burns it up with fire, the wood and stubble of your life are going to become a pile of ashes. And the gold and the silver and the precious stones and the, the things that you laid at the feet of Jesus, the things that you gave to the Lord as an as a honor and a treasure back to him, those things will go through the fire and they'll become purified. The word of the Lord is tried, the Proverbs said, refine like pure gold. And that's why God lets his fire come and refine his people, refine the world. Why? Because, see, if you're really in the Lord and if you're really living forthright and righteous and you're scrutinizing your life and allowing him to come in and make the adjustments and begin to strip away the little things and the little foxes, because it's the little foxes that fill the vines. It's the little foxes that, that cause you to miss it. You know, there's a thing called an attitude meter on a plane. And whenever you fly a plane and you adjust that attitude meter, it determines, you know, which way the wings chill just a little bit or the nose of the plane is going to push forward or, or pull up just a little bit. If they don't have that attitude meter right on, on the money, it can make all the difference in their landing and, and having a safe landing or, or crashing and burning. And it can make all the difference in whether they clear their landing or or not. All because of that attitude meter. And if they just adjust the attitude just a little bit, so everything's level. See, the kingdom, your attitude, the way you respond to God, the way you respond to his people, the way you treat God, the way you treat people, weighs a long way in the way your prayers are manifested in the way his promises are manifested in your life. You know, I believe God is sovereign, but there are some things that prayer does turn. There's some things that God declares, but then as the people pray, it begins to turn those circumstances and situations for the good. There's some things that will happen no matter how hard you pray. God is sovereign, and, and that's just how it is, and it's going to happen that way no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you pray. When it comes down to it, God's going to have his will and his way. But there are many things, like the salvation of men and women, whether or not they hear the gospel or not plays a big role in whether or not they receive Jesus or not. Healing, the healing of sickness and disease, whether or not a person gets prayer or hears the word of truth concerning healing or how a spiritual encounter where an anointing is brought into their life through a man or through a woman or through an instruction and through an act of obedience, whatever the case is. But receiving 
the word of truth, receiving the word of God, plays a big role in watching it fulfilled in a person's life. So when it comes to salvation, when it comes to healing, when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to financial prosperity, it could be the difference in obeying an instruction in your choice of occupation or your choices in life or where you choose to put your money. And I don't mean you're, you're selling, I mean just how you spend your money. To make a big difference in the lifestyle that you live. And so some things are not always up to the sovereignty of God. Some things are up to the obeying and obedience of the instructions of God. Like I said before, for all the sovereignty, God is sovereign people. Yes, God is sovereign. And there are some things that will happen in the earth that no matter how hard you pray, it's going to happen like that anyway. But the truth of the word is, God said pray continually. And that nothing happens in the earth until he reveals it to his servants and prophets first. And if you will turn and open up your ears and seek God and fear God and begin to seek him for instructions and direction, then he'll begin to open up his heart to you. He'll begin to share his secrets with you. He'll begin to share his direction and his plan and his purpose with you. And as you converse with God, there are some things you can talk to God about that he may decide to show mercy. He may decide to bring healing instead of sickness. He may decide to bring restoration instead of destruction. He may decide to bring riches instead of poverty. But if you never converse with him, if you never talk to him, if you never find out what he says about it, then you're never going to experience what he has for you. I'm never going to experience my wife is never going to experience what she has uh, in the kingdom of God and the, the inheritance that God has laid up for her, the blessings that God has laid up for me, the blessings that God has laid up for you. If you're not conversing with your heavenly Father, if you're not listening to his instructions on a daily basis, if you're not following them. You know, 90% of what the Lord Jesus taught what he spoke about, what he sat and, and talked with the disciples about, and according to the scripture, what he talked about in the temple, and what he talked about with the people outside of the temple, he talked about the word of God. It was the Old Testament scriptures that were coming out of his mouth night and day. Why? He said this, I only speak. That was I hear my father speaking. I only do what I see my father telling me to do. I only pray what I know the father wants me to pray. Why? Why was he like that? See, he understood that even our words, our very words, have the power to dispatch angels and devils. When you speak negative, all of a sudden it brings spiritual influences. That can actually clutter your prayers, stop the blessing. Uh, turn things one way or the other. And when you begin to speak the word of God, when you begin to declare his kingdom come and his will be done, when you begin to declare what God says about a situation or a circumstance, when you begin to declare what God says about a person or about your relationship with your spouse or about your ministry, about your future, then you'll begin to see things change. You'll begin to see the transformation and the salvation of the Lord God 
in your life. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. How are you going to taste? How are you going to hear? How are you going to see? How are you going to know in your heart? If you're not experiencing the love of God, if you're not experiencing the pleasures of hearing his voice, you see he dwells and he inhabits the praise of his people. He lives and he hangs out where he worships, where he's celebrated, where he's honored where he's praised, where he's acknowledged and given gratitude. See, when you do have an attitude of gratitude, it brings the kingdom. It says, come before his presence with thanksgiving. And it's courts of praise. Come before his presence with singing. So that's why we worship. That's why we praise. Because we want an atmosphere of God. We want God to come and throw himself on our praise. We want God to show up when two or more gathered. He's in the midst. Why? Because we want the Father. We want the glory. Just like Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. He said, Lord, if you don't go with me, I don't, I don't want to go. If you're not going to go before me, if your glory's not going to be my rear guard, I don't even want to go. Who, who do I tell him is sending me? Who do I tell him is with me? And the Lord said, you tell him I am that I am. What was he saying? He's saying, what, what is this? I'm going to do everything I said I would do if you don't obey me. But Moses, I'm going to be everything I said I would be if you would just do what I say, if you would just follow my lead. The Bible says in Hebrews, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder. But those that diligently seek him, and God is the rewarder. But those that are diligently seeking him, and when he comes to him, you have to believe. You have to believe. Have faith. Believe that he can turn things around. Believe that he is good. Believe that he is God. He's a good God. He's a good God. But if you're just sitting in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We'll have the chat room and the switchboard up here in just a few. Just wanted to take some time to just glorify the Lord, you know. Just tell of his goodness, tell of his greatness. But do you know? Do you know the Lord? If you need to talk about it, pray about it. You can check out the chat room or get into our website at www.prayerinternational.org. 
We've got the caller number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. And you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail dot com. Either way, um, touch base with us however you can. Like I said, we're here praying for you throughout the day, throughout the night, live on the air, uh, many different ways. We've got intercessors praying on uh, different people on our platform that will pray. Uh, different people are available. I call in. So go ahead and call in if you need to. And that number again is 619-638-8458. You know, God, He's a good God. So we're going to go into some worship here for a minute. Yeah. 
His presence, bringing the anointing, bringing the hand of God. So we call him Jehovah Nisi, which means Jehovah, my banner. He's the one that fights our battles for us. He's the one that fights our battles for us. Or should be. So you know, Jesus said, no weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you will be condemned. Now this is Isaiah, the prophet speaking, talking in regard to the Israelites, but I believe the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen and him. And all scripture, in Second Timothy, it says all scripture is profitable for doctrine, proof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. It's all given by the Holy Spirit so we can use even the promises, even the things that God declared to the Jews, to the Israelites, to his people of the Old Covenant, I believe, still apply today under the news. The Bible says we have a living, better covenant than they had in the Old, so if they had that for the Old Covenant, then how much better do we have it? If we can hide ourselves in the shadow of his wings, in the secret place of the Most High, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and he says, no destruction will come near your dwelling, no plague will come near your house. And he says, my angels shall have charge over you in the old covenant, and how much more would you they have charge over us under the new? A living, better covenant. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Because that's what my Bible says. So we're talking about worship. Are you glad when the one that you, let us go to the house of the Lord? Psalm 122. Which also says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that it may be well with you, that they may prosper, that be within their walls. So listen, we're going to pray for Jerusalem right now. I'm at that we're going to talk about worship, then we're going to break for a song. We're going to see what happens. Father, we just declare Psalm 122 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we thank you, Father, for your peace covering Jerusalem, your peace covering Israel, your peace covering your people in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East, Father. We thank you for your peace covering your Jewish people all over America and all over the corners of the earth. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your covenant is going out to them, that you're revealing Christ Jesus, the Messiah. You're revealing Christ Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the Messianic believers and those that are all covenant, those that are Orthodox, those that are conservative Jewish believers. Father, we thank you that they're coming into the knowledge of the truth. They're coming into the knowledge of Jesus. They're coming into the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. They're coming into the knowledge of relationship with you. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for prosperity over your people. We bless Israel. We bless Israel. We bless Israel. We bless Israel. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> 
knows how good he is where you're at. Just look it up. Thank you, God. We celebrate you tonight. Oh,
Lord, we just thank you for just giving us this opportunity to declare the word of the Lord. Father, to pray, to speak what we believe you're speaking into the earth tonight concerning your word, concerning worship, concerning having hearts of praise and gratitude. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your many blessings. You know, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord of my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Forgive not his benefits. Forget not his benefits. Are you forgetting? You know, we, we've done these jobs all the time, whether you work in a career of your own or you work for somebody or a company or maybe you have your own business, but typically many jobs come with some type of benefit package. They come with insurance, with some vacation and holiday, pay, sick pay, uh, retirement, you know, different things. Depends on the situation. Nevertheless, many companies, when you come into their covering, go into their company, and take their name and their branding upon you, they reward you with what they call a benefit package. Now, when we come into God's kingdom, and we become a son or a daughter of the Most High God, God has a similar deal, much better though, and He's got a benefit package. Now, some of the outlines in this can be found in Deuteronomy 28 under the blessings. And of course, the follow that other person. Uh, one is for obeying God, one the other is for disobeying. And it outlines things very clearly. The other one, is Psalm 103, you'll read verse, uh, we'll just say 1 through 6. Maybe if you want to just read the whole thing, that'd be better. But it says that he forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. And these are just two of the benefits that come with God's benefit package in the kingdom. See, you've got kingdom benefits. You've got kingdom benefits. These benefits are healing, forgiveness, salvation, success, prosperity, Humility, goodness, self-control, mercy. These are some of the benefits that come with God's kingdom. Love, joy, peace. No spirit of fear, but a sound mind. One benefit is power over all the power of the enemy. The wealth of the nation. Another blessing. Think about it. These are all benefits that come with being a child of the king. He crowns you with loving kindness. He blesses you with tender mercies. He says, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And you'll go in the house of the Lord forever if he's your shepherd. He'll lead you beside the waters, green pastures. 
to take you down straight path. He'll make even your crooked path straight. These are some of the blessings. These are some of the benefits. You'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the field, blessed in your home. Whatever you put your hands, you'll prosper. You'll be the head and not the tail, but not the knee. These are some of the benefits. Kingdom benefits. Benefit package. Come. Being a king's kid. Son or daughter of the Most High God. Now, a lot of times, we live in ignorance. The Bible says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. One, it's a lack of an intimate knowledge. It's a lack of a salvation. It's a lack of a relationship with Christ. It's a lack of knowing his voice. It's a lack of obeying his word. That's one of the lack of knowledge that is referred to. The other is the fact that we don't understand the outline, the guidelines, the benefits, the provisions, the promises that God has already lined out in his word because we don't understand what is ours as a child of God. We never obtain our inheritance. We never get a hold of the things that God's promised. We never reach our potential in the kingdom. We never reach our full measure of success. We never come to a place of significance in our lives. Why? Because we didn't understand what the Lord had prepared for us for one reason or another. Or maybe we did. We didn't carry it out. We didn't follow it through. We did not thank you to the voice of the Lord. And therefore... The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It says, forget not his benefits. Forget them not. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Well, that's part of it. You've got to be blessing the Lord. You've got to allow God to speak and to fill and to dwell within your soul. I didn't say that your spirit, your soul, your mind, your will, not, not your will, but his will, your emotions, your soul, restoring your soul, giving you that sound mind, causing you to have thoughts that are above and not beneath, setting your mind on things above, things that are eternal and not things that are temporal and passing away. He says, Take every thought captive to the obedience of the knowledge of the Son of God and anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God cast it down. Why? Do we choose what we let come into our thought life, what we let come in, like I said earlier, through our eye gate, through our eyes, what we see, what we behold, what we look upon. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author, the picture of your faith, who for the joy that was set before the journey across his body was shame, and he loved not his life, he was under death. Fix your eyes. Turn your eyes. Turn your ear to heaven and hear the sound of his voice. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. The things of the world will grow strangely dear. The light of his glory and grace. We sing it. We used to sing it. I used to sing that song in church. I don't know how many times. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful gaze, in his wonderful face. It depends on how they say it. Listen, if you look and behold him, 
The word of God promises you'll be changed. Behold him. By beholding him, you'll be changed. Jesus said, you search the scriptures because you think in them they have life. But it's me that they talk about. So that's the Pharisees, and he's saying it today. He said that to the religious people of his day, and he's saying it to the religious people of our day. You search the scriptures because you think in them they have life. But it's Christ Jesus that they speak of. And if your study of the Word of God is not leading you to an encounter with God, then it's vanity. It's fruitless. Nothing. Paul said, I count all things but lost except for the excellency of the knowledge of the Son of God. If it's not Christ Jesus, the foundation, no other foundation can be laid. The letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. It's the Spirit of the law. It's the Spirit of Christ. The law points to Christ. The word points to Christ. The Spirit glorifies the Son, and the Son glorifies the Father. And if you follow the Word of God, it will lead you to Christ. And if you follow Christ, you'll be a man or a woman of the Spirit. And if you're a man or a woman of the Spirit, the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The carnal mind is death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. If you want life and peace, come to the cross. If you want life and peace, lay your sin at the cross. Turn back to the Lord. If you want life and peace, follow the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. Follow the Holy Spirit. Walk with a clean conscience. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. If God tells you not to do something, don't do it. If God says to do something, do it. Real simple. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The Lord says, I require obedience, not sacrifice. I don't want sacrifice. I don't want you to hem and haw in church and then not obey me. Don't just do lip service. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So this is your reasonable service. He's not asking anything unreasonable. So turn to him. He's turning to you. Turn to him. He's seeking you. The Father seeketh such to worship him. That means he's lifting, he's lifting, he's lifting. What's he looking for? He's looking for you. He's looking for me to come as we are and bow down at his feet and bow our knees and confess with our mouth that he is God and he is good and there's no one like him. There's no other God in heaven and earth. There's no other name in heaven and earth where my men must be saved with the name of Jesus. Praise God. Just kind of looking over the chat room a little bit. Well, praise God. Hey, we got Brother Davender in Australia. Uh, God bless you. We just want to seek blessings, 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 blessings. Blessings. And we just 
big blessings over Australia. We thank God for the move of God. We thank God that is moving by his spirit. Father, we just pray for our brother down under right now in Jesus' name that you would just bless him in a mighty way. Father, keep him coming back. Reconnect him with our family. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're speaking in a mighty way. That you're touching lives, changing lives, moving by your Holy Spirit. Use this, brother. Speak to his heart. Use him there in Australia. Use him in a mighty way. Your kingdom come and your will be done in this life in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, bless Sister Sherry. That's up radio. We just thank you, Father, for her life. We thank you, Lord God, that you have set angels around to protect her, keep her. And we just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Lord, bless her. Bless her son, Andrew. Use them in a mighty way. Use them in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Father God. That your Holy Spirit is pouring out where they're at. Father, thank you for connecting men and women to this ministry. Thank you for connecting men and women to this ministry. We just bless Patriot Greg right now. We just thank you, Father. Blessings in New Jersey. Blessings in New Jersey. Take the blessings of a Patriot Greg. Father, bless his show, bless his ministry, bless his wife, bless his family. Use them in a mighty way for your glory and your kingdom and your honor. Father, we thank you, Lord God, your kingdom come and your will be done in his life. Father, minister to him. Touch him. Lord God, just begin to stop all the circumstances that are centered around his life, Father God. And Lord, even when the enemy raises up his head against us, I pray, Father God, that you would just bring peace. That you would use, Lord God, even the situations that he's walking through in this season, Father God, to work your character to work your uh, process in him, Father God, so that, Lord, you can use him to bear more fruit for your kingdom. And we thank you that you're using him in a mighty way. You're using him to touch lives, using him uh, through his prayers, using him through the word of truth. Touch him in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this is Prayer International Radio. We just seek blessings over everybody tonight that has tuned in. Thank you from all the way to New Jersey, all the way to Australia. And you guys keep coming back in or email us with your new information. Email us with your uh, email addresses. Email us with, if you want to give us your phone numbers, whatever. We'll try to touch base with you however we can. We're also going to try to set up Skype on a regular basis um, so we can do some things off the air. Um, all, you know, uh, that way we can have, you know, different times. We can get with people, minister to people that way. And, uh, you know, we'll let you know how that goes. So check us out, www.prayerinternational.org or email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. 
And, of course, we keep everybody's information confidential. Sean and I are the only ones that can get to that information. Uh, we're the only ones that have that information. Of course, if you put stuff out in the chat room for others to get to, you know, again, uh, you just use your own discretion. Use your own, you know, just pray for discernment. We just ask, you know, that you would just be led by the Spirit in everything that you do. But I do believe, uh, you know, we've got Brother Paul on the platform with us. He's a good brother. I've been with him for about four years on and off. And, uh, you know, in my book, those guys are golden. Um, but you know, like I said, be led by the Spirit. Because man is man and God is good. So trust God and love people. God never said trust people. He said trust God and love people. So praise God, just a little word of advice. Keep praying. Keep trusting the Lord. And God will never leave you or forsake you. So we just say blessings tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.